Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What a do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me are the boys of QTB. We got Nick and special guest, John. Yes. Welcome in, John. Uh, this is John Anderson, everybody, from Games with John and James. We've had James, but we ain't had John. Okay. Now we got, and him. Now we got him. We got, got him, him on the show. He's here. So we, the, the, the bifecta has been completed. Is that a Ooh. term? Uh, yes, now. it is. It is now. Coined and minted. Coined and minted, sir. Woo! <laughs> oh, trademark on that. I want a nickel every time someone says it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Paris Hilton tried to do that? She tried to get uh, That's Hot. That's Hot. Uh, trademarked. Ooh. And then um, not only that, uh, but Taylor Swift recently tried to get 1986. Or was it 88? It was 86 or 88. One the of the year? Two. She tried to get yeah, the year? Yeah, she tried to get that. 80, <sighs> was it 89? What was the name of her album? I don't know. Well, 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 whatever that is, now, yeah. see, now it's a shame Swifties. James isn't here. He could tell us. Yeah, yeah cuz the, <laughs> the Swifties whole, the, are going to come after me, okay? Yeah, that's not But good. she tried to uh, she tried to uh uh like trademark the the year and they're like you can't do that. You can't do that. And, can't. She, and <laughs> I no. don't have enough money. Man, Give me man, more this money. Is Wendy's. <laughs> you better you better call Saul. Saul can get a trademark. I can, I can get you a cheeseburger, ma'am. But no. we've got we've got a ten piece nugget where we just add the six and the four together. But I mean, it's not really on the menu. It's gonna, it's gonna come up as a anyway. six and four. Well, we'll put it in the yeah. same box for you and everything. Yeah, we'll yeah. just you know. So <laughs> can we just get a box that just says is scribbled in sharpie, just ten nugs? I want that. I run, ten yeah, nugs. I want. I want. I'm, I'm like the the Jack Black uh, soundboard. I'm wanting just a five piece nugget. Can you take the six piece and just throw one of them away? <laughs> give it the charity. <laughs> Try to watch yeah. my calorie intake. Get rid of one of those nugs. And the whole the whole weight's gonna come down. That's the problem. It's six that's, nugs instead of five. Yep. That's what happened. Substantially less. In that's like sixteen percent less nuggets. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's it's carried with me all this time. All right, five minutes in, and we are off the rails. Okay, so welcome in everybody. That's uh, what it's we episode do. it's episode one fifty one, which would be uh, the actual number of the. Everyone says got to catch all one hundred and fifty in red and blue. Everyone knows you got to get Mew underneath yeah. the truck outside uh, the the ferry. Okay. Yeah. It was a real no. thing. No. Yo, no. hold up. How no. can we how can we not, how can we forget missing no? Come on. Well, yeah. Missing no, it's how you break your game. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but there was a way to get Mew, but you had to essentially like initiate a a, a battle and then teleport out of it. Like yeah. right as it was, was going to happen. And yeah, it was a whole thing and then he would show up and it was like, "What? How did this happen?" Like and believe me, the the truck thing seemed more plausible than the actual teleport out of there and <laughs> like do it. it like that out. was way more plausible. Right. He's just in that truck. <laughs> I can you can surf over there. There's no other reason yep. for it to be there. And no, nope. no, no. Sorry, guy. It's not there. Mew, did, Mew didn't get his ticket on the Saint Anne, and so he was just parking and watching it float by. You know, like you know, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> He's just bumming it. Sad you know? music all around. Yeah, I love Bye, it. It would, it would not be out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you what won't be out of the realm of possibility, and that is our uh, big story we'll be getting to later about uh, Overwatch uh, dropping a bombshell that uh, PVE has been all but removed from their content uh, 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 roadmap. 
Um, you and also, what? We've, yeah, it's 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 gonna be. We got we got three people here that uh, got 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 some bones to pick with uh, with Activision Blizzard, and we have uh, the return of our uh, very po- already very popular segment. Hey QTB, we got some viewer questions ready to go, and a very special bonus segment coming up. And I'll say, if you like Sonic or Keanu, you're gonna want to stay tuned for this one. Uh, but of course, before we get into all that, it's time for a friendly little round here of what you've been playing. Uh, what's been going on with your uh, with your games here in the last week? Now, Bruno, I know that you have had a little bit of a chance to jump into the wacky world of uh, of the new Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I just picked wow. up my copy. I'm going to be streaming it on TikTok for uh, the QTB channel on Thursday, so that's coming up soon. But uh, for you, how has that uh, playthrough been so far? Well, have you seen any, anything yet, Nick? Have you or are you are you okay? Okay, we've se- well, everybody's s- seen the viral vehicles. Okay, okay. Well, I gotta <laughs> say that you know I I love I love this game. This is uh, way better than Breath of the Wild, and I didn't think it was going to be possible. Like, it is absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that they kept an entire portion of the map completely hidden from everyone, and then we're like, hey, guess what? You guys were complaining that there were only a few Sky Islands. Well, there's an entire underground area that you've yet to explore. And man, it is just a phenomenal game. There, it really is. It's. It definitely took me some time to get used to, to kind of retrain my brain, like uh, how to get from point A to point B or how to navigate some of these shrines. Because, you know, if you've put, like I have, if you've put upwards of, you know, 200-some hours into Breath of the Wild, then you know all of the runes and how they, they work and, you know, making sure that you can use... Uh, stasis and magnesis, all those types of things. And then to get rid of those and have to rely on this new way of thinking, it's, it's really incredible. And, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta give it to him. Just, just yeah. applause all around. Fantastic Bravo. game. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Game of the year. Game of the year. <laughs> it's, I mean, the how dare you say that after lie. Hi-Fi Rush came out? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush is a fun game. I actually, um, uh, I guess to kick off my end of it, uh, I just started playing that. Finally got around to it. I just got so many games nice. that, uh, man, and, you know, Game Pass has been coming up uh, kind of short lately, so I've been at it having a chance to hit the back catalog of uh, titles that uh, I have not, and that is uh, one such game. But aside from that, I mean, it's, uh, oh, the new season of Fall Guys. So, of course, we stream a lot of community-oriented oh, yeah. games on our TikTok uh, channel, and uh, one of them is Fall Guys. And I'll tell you, this new season uh, finally launched alongside the creative mode. For those of you that don't know it, it is a full-blown level editor that gives you the ability to create level codes. Just like Super Mario Maker, you can then share them with other people and they can play them. Um, What's great about it is that in uh, custom shows that we have where you have the level code, uh, the lobby code people can join us as always, um, we can just uh, play those codes. So people just submit their levels, we pop them in there, we do the races, and it is a a breath of fresh air. Because if there's one thing that Fall Guys does not have right now, it's content. It's very clear mm-hmm. that most of most, if not all of the team has already been sent to work on other projects. So um, with the amount of time it took to get this season off the ground, um, I'm, I'm really happy they've put the uh, the keys uh, in the hands of the players to create some really fun content. So we've been having a lot of fun with uh, just that first week alone, um, just doing the wackiest stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, yeah. And of course, uh, yeah, the debut of uh, Tears of the Kingdom. That'll be uh, coming up uh, on Thursday. So... Watch me attempt to uh, Gary's mod my way through some uh, ridiculous vehicles because I've got some experience there. I know how to slap a rocket onto anything. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. 
All right. Well, you've John, got what's tons uh... of Koroks to, to uh, torture. Oh, I, I've seen it. I sent you that video. There was yeah. a Korok oh, crucifixion. There was oh. a Korok rotisserie. There I mean... was, uh, <laughs> I mean, Koroks yeeted into the air at unknown speeds. They needed to upgrade their inventory space is all I'm going to say. Those guys all had some very big rucksacks. Yeah. All right. And yeah. and and uh, our chat's right. Um, SMG Salt said uh, Korok seeds equal Korok poop. That's, that's, that's very true. That's very that's true. That's how Petsu yeah. can smell the Korok seeds on you. That's yep, how he knows. That's exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's, and he you realize that he's, he's just got shaking maracas. poops. Yeah, he's got yeah. poop maracas right there. Kakarakas. That's, that's actually taking crap and making it into something useful. That's amazing. The ingenuity <laughs> in Hyrule. Amazing. Makakas. Everybody. Oh, Makakas. Makakas. We'll be here all night. Yeah. Oh, no. You know? We're That's... just laying out the zingers here. It's a level of intensity we were not prepared for tonight. John, what's going on with you this week, man? Uh, what's going on with John? Funny you should mention that. Uh, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom has pretty much taken over my life, uh, similar to Bruno. I just have to ask Bruno a quick question. How did you discover How did you discover the underground land in Hyrule? Because I can tell you how I found it. Well, I, I went through... I was, I was pretty... Uh, straightforward i went through the the first couple missions have you going going there to get the um the camera something unlocked with, yeah the camera that's what it is yeah you have to get the camera by exploring that area and so i was like well I'm, i might as well go ahead and do that so yeah i mm. didn't i didn't i haven't jumped yet from the top all the way down is that how you found it or did you fall in <laughs> no for me for me i fell in because i see the evil ganon miasma around like a, a well and i'm just like that's interesting so i jump in thinking oh there must be a bottom to this well and it kept going <laughs> And I'm it's like, like an Elden Ring move. Um, oh, where's yeah. the boom? I need the boom. There it is. That's literally what happened. That I died immediately months. because I fell on the nope. ground. And I was like, oh, there's more world down here. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So I picked yeah. myself up and jumped back down there and started exploring. But that's been taking over my life. Uh, weirdly enough, to get in like the, the Zelda kind of adventure type of mood before that, I actually picked up the Pathless, which is an Annapurna type game. Uh, it's very much very minimalist, but also very artistic and like the way you explore the world is really cool. It's about it's I don't even know how to really describe it. It's like a giant mystery of uh, similar to actually kind of to like a Breath of the Wild or a Tears of the Kingdom. An evil force is taking over these lands, choking out all the light. And you got to go save it. And I don't know, like I picked it up on a whim and I've just been loving it. Uh, I'll have to come back to it when, you know, the 600 hours of Tears of the Kingdom is done. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. I am going to be clocking some time in that. My much to my <laughs> wife's my chagrin, probably. She's there like, you go. Oh. also, you I have to well, just noticed that night, Ashley I in the do. chat. Ashley in the chat says Brad looks different here. A little bit. We found him though. It's you know, it's basically the same person. Um, all you have to do, John, to to, to 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 blend in is just like listen to things and then disagree. That's it. Yeah. I can do that very easily. <laughs> I am a very contrarian person. Fantastic. I, I love it. Problems with you people. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Well, I'll tell you one place that you will not find a problem. That is going to be our amazing uh, supporters over at Patreon. 
Thank you, as always, to our QTB and Fuego supporters like Epicapture Productions, Matt.Bad, Coordinate, Megan, Ashley, Andrea, Cassandra K, and Lisa A, and our QTB Plus supporters, Nick Nick, the Judas Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, the Intergalactic Pinecone, Fluffy Bunny, Terry the Kitten, and Maddie. If you would like your name on that list, here, start as low as $2 a month, get a shout-out, and have your name appear on our website for $5 and up, and of course, at the $5 tier and higher. You get exclusive merch that you can't get anywhere else. Get the sticker, get the mug, get the t-shirt, get the stuff because you deserve it, and you get to support QTV along the way. Again, as little as $2. What are you going to get for 2 bucks, John? Have you, have you bought anything for $2 in the last month? You can't name it. You can't, it doesn't exist. You can't, no. you can't even get a, 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 a little stick of beef jerky anymore for two bucks. I tell yeah, you what, nothing, nothing out of worth control. it. You want to you want to have money forever? No, give it to QTB. <laughs> Just thank you. Th- thank you, John. Gets give it. us your money. It's <laughs> my favorite scene from the Little Rascals. You remember that? They're out there. The, come see yeah. the man-eating chicken, and it's literally just mm-hmm. <laughs> that little kid eating chicken. Well, hey, when they got a dollar, hey, 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 hey. That, yeah, that's right. half of a month of the base tier, you know? So there you go. Um, it's at uh, uh, patreon.com slash quit the build. The link, it will be in the description of this episode. All right, guys. So our big story for today coming from GameSpot. And this this news is, is hot and fresh coming in uh, just a few hours here prior to us recording, um, which is about Overwatch 2. So uh, as, as many know, um, Overwatch has been on a bit of a uh, transformational journey and a weird one that uh, is the, really the only way to describe it. That, uh, that makes it sound positive. Overwatch, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm 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 just giving the facts here, and then we'll we'll lay into them. I'm holding back, um, which is that uh, the, the game was renamed to Overwatch 2, one of the only examples of that in gaming history, despite being effectively the same game, albeit with a couple of minor tweaks, um, because they were planning to roll out that that robust PVE campaign with talents and uh, progression and all sorts of story content um, that would have been completely separate from the Overwatch 2 that we're now playing, which is all PvP. Well, an announcement has come out from Activision Blizzard that they have uh, all but scrapped the entirety of that roadmap and will not be releasing that mode as advertised and instead are planning to essentially gut it. Yeah, it got nerfed. Uh, It got uh, essentially gutted and kind of scrapped for parts with those uh, in mission. You know, there'll be a little mission here or there that will be added in as a seasonal event. You know, it's going to end up as part of the battle pass. Um, and none, uh, nonetheless, this has been a, uh, a, a, I would say all but a death blow, uh, for the prospects of this game long-term as the critical reception to this has been just abysmal. There's not a single person defending this decision and many people saying, you know what, that's kind of the end of it for me. So John, you know, James told me that, uh, you are the guy to, to speak about this. So, uh, I mean, the stars have aligned, you're on QTB, tell the world how you feel about this. Gonna channel my Brad here for a second. I don't think it's gonna be the death now. I think it's just kind of a, you know, a realization that I think a lot of us, like, <sighs> game development is a long and arduous process, and it's full of people who want to make the best decisions possible. They want to be creative, and you can't really be like, <sighs> I'm trying to get on my like high horse already. Jeez, no, but <laughs> like, it's disappointing <laughs> to hear this. But to, the fact that they when you heard about even the prospect of Overwatch 2 even as an initial thing, where it's like, we're going to keep both games open, and if you want to play PvE stuff, you just got to, you know, you're going to go into Overwatch 2, and it's going to share the same networks as everybody else, and and there's not going to be like a Battle Pass thing, and the single-player progression, all that stuff sounds like such feature creep and stuff that's so, like, like high, head-in-the-clouds type of idealism of how you want to actually make something like that. So it's no, like... I find it like not surprising at all that like, okay, we're scrapping everything and changing it because 
when they when Overwatch first came out, I was one of the day one by day one play. Like I've been playing it ever since then. I was with you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was wonderful. It was good fun because they advertised, hey, an online hero based shooter. And that's what we got. And then all yep. of the stuff that we got from there on was like bonus, 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 like new like lore in levels where like you, you can play these PVE type events and stuff. There's no doubt in my mind that they saw that and think, what if we made this better? And but now it's at the point where it's like, what if we keep it the same? I'm not, I don't want to put words in these guys' mouth because I'm sure that they're working hard and trying to do their best. But it's I'm I'm disappointed with what they they came out and said, we're going to try and do this thing. And apparently they just didn't like it or they thought people didn't want it. Or I, I don't even know what kind of led to the decision other than because I hope it's not money. I really hope it's not money because with yeah. everything that's going yeah, around Activision Blizzard, my Definitely. God. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned that to Nick earlier today. It said something, you know, I hope this isn't as, as a result of the uh, lack of acquisition or the, the whole, you know, the kind of delay, right? Because it's going to happen. Like, you know, for those of you who, who think it might not happen or it doesn't have any ground to stand on, uh, just look at Microsoft's track record for buying other companies and come again and tell me that they're not going to be able to do this, especially for companies that are in need and no one else is willing to step up to the plate. Sony doesn't have the money and Nintendo doesn't care enough to purchase them. You know, they've got their own uh, game that they're playing, right? Um, and, and I agree with you. I think that this is extremely disappointing in terms of, uh, you know, any Overwatch fan. I made a video not too long ago talking about how I thought Blizzard was doing better at the time than Pixar in terms of creating new and unique characters and lore and then it just started to kind of go downhill. There, there started to be a lot of changes. And I've mentioned this uh, ad nauseum on the podcast, you know, in regards to how Halo, you know, tried to appease all of the, the pro players in the pro scene. And a lot of money was spent on the Overwatch League. Nick knows. Uh, I know. We were into it big at the time of its release. And we thought for sure this is the right way to do it. And then silly, stupid things started happening within the teams where they were completely unbalanced or, you know, players would jump ship mid-season. And, you know, it, it, there was, it just looks silly. It looks silly. And there's no other sport out there that really has that type those types of changes on a team roster as often as esports has seen it and the same thing happened in halo halo 5 guardians people were switching teams to get on the better team and you can't do that you you, you know you, you you can't build rapport with people in a, in a pro scene with uh you know a, a flimsy team or a flimsy structure in how these teams are presented and this has nothing to do with Overwatch 2's production, but obviously they listened to the community and the community said, hey, we're not all pros here. We love the characters. We love the lore. I'd love to have more of this game in a single player context. And they basically said, okay, we'll give you that. And because we're giving you that, we're not going to be able to devote as much time to multiplayer. So for the past couple of years, I know Nick has, you know, he mentioned this earlier today, you know, we have kind of put all of our eggs in this basket of, of hope of what might be delivered. And now we're not getting anything. It's like, sorry, you're not going to get that. You it, it's, you know, it's, it's something 
something not, you know, and and this is becoming yeah. a trend, Nick. This mm-hmm. is this is the thing that upsets me, right? Yeah. Because this isn't just Overwatch. You know, uh, Chris mentioned, you know, uh, Arcane, right? You know, uh, with Redfall recently yeah. coming under fire. I feel like in today's landscape, there's no middle ground for a mediocre game. You either put out crap or you put out gold. Yeah. You know, there's no chocolate-covered turds anywhere. Like, you know, it's 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 a problem, right? Yeah. There's a there's a threefold problem that's happened in the gaming industry before I get to the specifics with this one, then it's kind of you know zoom out to ten thousand feet. Um, and one is that um, the scope of games for AAA games has gotten greater than ever, right? Um, the expectations for what you have to have on a AAA game on day one, even if it's in a beta form with uh, the uh, the concept of day one patches and live service games, yeah. um, what is expected of a of a high quality game ha- is 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 con- continues to, to I think spiral out of control. It's not like it used to be where twenty people could get together for a year and crank out a AAA game, um, like in previous gens. Now, what the other problems that you have are that there's a there's a I think there's a, a, a talent problem. There's a labor problem, right? Oh, because you yeah. have uh, if if Arcane <sighs> Studio, I don't I don't think it's a money issue for most of these companies, and that's not to bash the people that are creating these games. They're very passionate and they're very good at what they do. I don't think there's enough of them. You look at yeah. the amount of uh, of job openings and how people always tell you that in these industries, like you're always hopping from one job to the next. You never stay for too long in most circumstances, and it's you and then you burn. end up getting it's what they do. Yeah. And yep. so it's just tough to get people that that know the systems and you're constantly having to pass that knowledge on to other people coming in. And, and, and of course, Blizzard is no stranger to controversy. Right. Um, you know, uh, and the last thing I'll say is that, I mean, you look at the at the scope of, of video games and just everything that we uh, that we come to expect from one on day one. Of course, they underdelivered. I'm sorry. I, I just I don't see any way yeah. that they, they, there was never a clear vision for the game in the first place. And this is where I want to get to the specifics of of mm-hmm. Overwatch, which is that they I, the, the whole idea of unveiling Overwatch was a cover play, right? If you, if you recall, there was the Overwatch Hong Kong too. controversy where yeah, where um uh, but Jay Allen or whatever his name is that was the the head of Blizzard Jay at Allen the time. Breck, yes. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, where they were uh, caught essentially um, silencing people that were speaking out against the uh, the the issues that were happening over in Hong Kong with the with the government and the people um, and removing those players because of their relationship with the with the country. Um, and what ends up happening is the um, we get this. Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, just uh, yeah, cover play. They get they try to get out ahead of it where they say, OK, A we've got. Um, yeah. Hey, we apologize. Oh, hey, look at this nifty thing. We get a cinematic for Overwatch 2 and not a whole lot of details behind it. And when you when you have fans that waited two years, like you said, Bruno, with zero content, right? They got Echo and that was it Um, with the guise of, well, we're working on something else. And then for that something else to never materialize, um, I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny over what were they doing with that time? And is there really going to be enough that materializes in this battle pass with the the, the bits and pieces? And, you know, they're going to sell it for money. So it's before not gonna be John in the battle jumps pass. in here, sorry. <laughs> so here's remember, remember how Overwatch got its start. It was initially called Project Titan, and they had built Project Titan up from the ground and basically nixed that entire project and reused the assets for Overwatch and created Overwatch. So as much as we want to say like, oh, this is a shocker, it's kind of their mo especially in, in 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 regards to Overwatch. I don't think they've ever had a clear direction 
of where they wanted it to go. They had a great idea. They had great characters. They executed perfectly in a, in a, in a time period in which the, the hero shooter needed something amazing instead of continuing with something that added content to it, like a, like a proper battle pass or, or anything, they nickel and dimed you for loot loot boxes. Right. And then there was a whole controversy around that. So, you know, it's, it's really a shame because I love overwatch and sank way too many hours into it. Yeah, like I've did. got over uh, probably over 150 hours on diva alone, you know, and, and close to close to the same on junk rats. So, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> John, mm. you know, is there any redeeming uh, mo move that they can do to kind of, you know, uh, you were more optimistic than the both of us. <laughs> what I mean, can they so, do to get back on track? <laughs> okay, I, I have separate perspectives on this because I have it as a player and I have it as someone who has just been a part of game development type teams, whether it was in college or just being as a 2D artist working for Zynga somewhere like I've, the, the one thing that they can do is they can actually back up the things they say. And it actually kind of all these issues kind of come together pretty succinctly, actually. So we look at the way the industry is managed, where talent is turned and burned and you're kind of you're pushing people out who are burnt out and letting new people in who may be inexperienced. And they have to learn the job on the fly, and that kind of stuff. One of the biggest problems with Overwatch and Overwatch 2 is that, you know, Jeff Kaplan was the director and he was the guy who was generally seen as a someone actually manning the ship. So when he left, like who is really taking their place and do they have the same type of consistency of that vision? Because like how a game is monetized and stuff, those really aren't in those discussions like on the creative side. They're more in like the executive side. So yeah. Overwatch 2 being free to play and then, hey, have a battle pass. Like maybe people will accept that more than loot boxes now since those kind of lost their luster. But when it comes down to actually making content, like I think about Think about like literally any other developer out there. Uh, Nintendo is making and shows a JPEG for Metroid Prime Four, and then after years, presumably a long time in development, they're like, "We didn't like it, so we're starting over, and we're going with Retro to do it instead of Namco Bandai." Where it's like, those decisions can be made, and sometimes you can salvage stuff from those types of operations. But what ultimately I think is important is having someone who actually has the vision and it can actually take what's there and lead a team like because yeah i, 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 I keep turning coming back to the same thing we're like look at things like fortnite and how it's basically a perpetual living content machine that has pretty yeah. much perpetuated all the problems we see now in like every other type of video game like sure it's popular and people love it and now even people like game companies themselves use it as like a form of marketing like of course, you're going to get a Leon Kennedy skin when RE4 remake comes out. Like, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to make this a conversation about Fortnite, but like just seeing how that has taken over, just how people perceive video games, perceive the way that this content is actually made. I could have no like I have no qualms thinking about how that just warps somebody's perspective on how games are even made. So uh, yeah. they what they have to do to salvage this is just actually do what they want to do, like have an actual idea stick to it and have the team stick to it as well. Like rally the troops and push forward with it. Because if it's just another battle pass with widgets and stuff and keychains you put on your guns, like yeah. that's not good. That's not going to be fun for long. You're going to see player, player base tank like crazy. Like I don't buy battle yeah. passes for that crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you, you might buy, you know, if you're like me, you might buy a couple, but 
um, you know, or one. Um, and if it's a slog to get through, like it was in Halo Infinite, where you had to put, you know, numerous amounts of hours for, to, into challenges that, you know, were very specific, oh, it's yeah. clear that that executives want to emulate the the Battle Pass Fortnite success, but they're not willing to put in the work to that demands that type of service, right? The creative side of that, the extra skins, the extra map elements, guns, physics, and everything that goes around with the machine that is Fortnite. They, they don't see the content. They see the money. That's yep. what they see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, it's, I mean, what's, I think what the, the biggest travesty is of all, even though there was a huge conversation, um, you know, in, in the, in the media about, and, and just the general public about loot boxes and the dangers of them and, certain countries outlawing them. Overwatch is one of the only people that were doing loot boxes right in that you could, no matter what, no, you could earn them. That. You know, <laughs> you, you could you could literally earn them by playing because you could get a yeah. set number per week. And that was the best part about Overwatch was logging in, doing your 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 weekly you uh, arcade things. But they changed that uh, before they moved over, which is that if you got a duplicate of anything, you got a currency that you could then use to unlock anything. And there, there, there was very little that yeah. was locked behind. You, there, there's not, oh, I'm, I'm trying this 0.5% chance of getting something. You, I mean, there was some stuff like that. But I like that you could save up your points, and then when a certain uh, uh, event came around for a skin that you wanted, you could spend it on that thing. Like, there was a path to it. I'm not saying it was perfect. I think yeah. it was one of the best examples. They're Band-Aids. That's what they yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you could buy them outright. Of course you could. Yeah, they, they wanted you to. But I don't think very many people actually did. But now it's... Be having access to those things and then turning around and seeing those same things sold on the store for $30 for a single skin is disheartening. Um, well, and, and I will say crazy. this in defense of that, in defense of that, you know, I being an artist myself and, and, uh, you know, dipped my toe in artisan work with handmade stuff. I know how many hours it takes to create some of the content, you know, same that bro. you see. And, and it, it, you know, when you basically put in, maybe 60 to 120 hours worth of work because it probably takes them at least a couple weeks, right? To, you know, if, if they're going full steam ahead, right? I'm giving them 60 hours a week, at, you know, maybe two weeks they can, they can do something from concept to finish, you know, maybe shorter. Uh, and then you only charge $30 for that or $20 for that. From an artist's perspective, that's nothing. Right. Like that's nothing. If I had to spend that much time and then go to an arts and crafts fair and, and sell it for dirt cheap, I would I would be disappointed. You know, so so similarly, I think that that in my opinion, when it comes to like skin prices, if obviously there's been a lot of uh, an attempt made. Right. It's not just a recoloring of a skin. Right. We've done something to add more flourishes. It's a completely different skin. And Overwatch is great for that. We, we, we've talked about that before, how o Overwatch completely changed everything um, to theme whatever it is was going with that skin. And I think that that was the right way to do it from an art direction style. And then to diminish that work and say, well, we're going to charge $20 for it. Some people don't want to do that. you know. But like I say, go to any crafts fair and look at one of those handmade wooden pens that cost $120 to 200 some dollars Crazy. and think to yourself, well, that's ridiculous. I'm not paying for that for a pen, but they don't see the hours and hours that goes into that. And, you know, so it's, 
there there's a fine line, right? There's a fine line in how much you can charge versus like like you said, John, putting a band-aid on it because we're not getting anything of real substance. We're just getting a skin instead of a map or instead of, you know, something. Something else to to make the game yeah. progress. Like you have to weigh, you have to weigh the values of what the actual player base wants versus what you actually want to create to enrich your product. So like when you say something like, oh, we could use new maps or even whole new characters and stuff like that. But then that also goes into the idea of like, okay, well, how is this player going to shift the actual balance of gameplay? Oh, what yeah. type of what type of map is going to actually be conducive for this type of playstyle or this character? So there's a lot more work and thought into that. It's way I don't want to say easier to just crank out a bunch of skins or, oh, or voice lines easier. or stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier. Like, yeah, for sure. I, and I think about like, and I also think about it from a consumer standpoint again, where like I think about Pokemon Unite and that forty dollar like whatever skin, like the the one. What's the, the the nerds love that one. I don't even know what it was anymore. I don't care. But it was a forty dollar skin for Pokemon Unite. <laughs> and I'm just like someone paid that. Though. Someone paid yeah. that. You know they yeah. did. Of course. Yeah, so. that's, that's why they make them. So. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. And I mean, uh, it's a, it's a very heated conversation, but I'll tell you one thing, uh, that is, uh, even hotter, which is going to be our friends over at Advanced GG. Bruno, they've, uh, John, they've just come out with their first ever spicy flavor. I'm talking about the mango jalapeno. Okay. This mix is going to give you a little bit of heat and a little bit of sweet. Okay. Check it out with that, that patented focus blend guys. All the stuff you get from, uh, Advanced GG quality products, no filler, uh, and all the ingredients are right there on the label. The only uh, gaming supplement. How am I supposed to do an ad read when someone is singing? I don't know. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a slurp juice sound, but if we ended up going right into uh, Derailed the, uh, the Fortnite. Fortnite song, so Wow. Well you, you will get a number one victory royale when you use this product because it's the only clinically proven, scientifically proven supplement to enhance your gaming performance while playing by uh, quickening your decision making skills. But it's good for around the house. I, I, I it's my morning routine every morning to have advanced GG. So check it out, get that new spicy flavor, get a little energy caliente. And the only thing hotter than that is there uh, the deal when you use code uh, code QTV at checkout, you can save ten percent site wide. Uh, and uh, yeah, turn up the turn up the heat a little bit with advanced GG. There you go. Wow, John, that is the broadcast professionalism that you can expect from QTB because I can't control what this man does with the soundboard, nope. and sometimes I just have to wing nope. it. Nope. Nope. I say I say I got into the studio somehow, so I already know that it's top notch here. <laughs> All <you>. credibility just. <laughs> The, the, the security guard lets you in. Carl lets you in at the front door. That's all, you know. That's, he, he, he does his I best. I love him. He I love Carl. Best. Yeah, we love Carl. <laughs> all right. Well, it is time for the return of a very popular segment where we are going to be answering questions from our viewers. Of course, on our Discord, we open up every week uh, to let people just ask us whatever. It could be about gaming. It could be about food. It could be about pants. All right. Is, it, a is there a jingle? Uh, if, hold if on. We... I'll play the thing for you. It's called. Play it. And now it's not playing. Dang okay. it. We'll edit and post. I was so ready yeah. for it. <laughs> this is why. This how about, is why how about you just have I, me make up one on the spot? This there is why go, I have to give uh, all my stuff to Bruno. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> Woo. I could have gotten, like I could have gotten points with my own mix, but no. Oh, oh I was ready for it. I was ready for your freestyle uh, Parappa segment there. That would have been great. <laughs> um, amazing stuff. Okay. Um, so, yes, our first question for our episode today is actually specific to you uh, here, John. We have a question coming in from James saying, will John ever admit he likes JRPGs? What's going on Ooh. there, uh, John? 
How much can I swear on the show again? I, I'm not familiar. Uh, not at all. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I'll save it for I'll save it for what I'm calling him after the show. Uh, you, you know, until I play a good one, no. Ooh. He's having experienced one. How are you friends with him? <laughs> because How, he you makes me laugh. a podcast. That's all. It's, uh, all he talks about is JRPGs. I know, right? but like you kind of need like a good balance, right? So like I yeah. do. Like he talks about JRPGs, and I talk about literally everything else, and so that kind of makes our dynamic a bit more unique. But uh, you know, mm. a, that's that's a, me break, and Nick with Brad. Brad talks about yeah. everything else, and we talk about the game. Yeah, but like to <laughs> just to just to not be that much of an on-screen like you know heel, like breaking the kayfabe world aside. Uh, you know, Chrono Trigger's great i loved it um i want to experience more but like they're like they're the reason why jrpgs don't grab me is because they don't grab you they they spend 10 hours trying to grab you and i'm like i don't want to spend 10 hours trying to get grabbed i always turn to has anybody here played infamous the first infamous, infamous on ps3 oh, okay yeah I, so I, I played infamous too i didn't play the first one okay infamous so too which is really good when you Infamous Two is great. I love that franchise. I could talk about it for the rest of the episode if you let me. But in Infamous One, you see the, the start screen of the game. It says Infamous and just says press start. You press start. Out of out of frame, a bomb goes off and it's a cataclysmic explosion. I'm just like, oh, my main character is in the center of that explosion. I'm immediately hooked. Okay, nice. now I want to know who the character is, what they're doing, what happened, and what's going to happen next. If you can do that with a JRPG, I'll play it. Hmm. Yeah, most of them have that that story based buildup where there's just so much, and I get it. Like there's there's so much of a time commitment to even get into like the gameplay loop. You know, like if, if it's a JRPG, you're looking at a couple hours sometimes before you see the first fight, um, or at least get out of the tutorials enough to feel like you're in yeah. a gameplay loop. Um, and it can be tough. And I, I think that's a problem we've talked a lot about on our show about how as you as you age, uh, your gaming free time goes down drastically. And so um, I, I I tend to value a lot more these days games where I'm in the action within a minute of me. Uh, uh, pushing a button simply because my I, I have less time to, to, to work with and uh, it's just it's tough to commit to a story where if you're not in that game for five six hours at a time um, it's I, I'll, I'll come back and be like you know wait what 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 just happened what's the story yeah. who's who who, who dis yeah who and that's why I think yeah. um, you know something like Tears of the Kingdom has really done an amazing job in terms of uh, just putting you in the mix right um from the start of the game you kind of are thrust into the story of tears of the kingdom and what's happening and soon after you are let let free to to roam around you know you do have to complete the tutorial island first which there is always going to be that element in any type of rpg regardless of you know developer or, or you know specific subgenre but uh it, there is a right way to do it and a boring way to do it. And I think that that's one of the issues that Brad has, you know, in terms <laughs> of getting into a, a a game like Zelda. Right. And it's a shame because, you know, there are some games out there that I really think, you know, are worth putting in the time and effort to get to that, to that end game. But 
every single one is going to be a tough sell, especially for an adult, right? Like you kind of got to pick yeah. one and stick with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the, the key is engagement. And it's a good thing you brought up Zelda as an example, because you're entirely right. Like Ocarina of Time is one of my favorite games ever. Majora is the same way. And if you, even if you try to play like even Twilight Princess, like there's a good hour of you just doing pretty much nothing except trying to stop a goat from falling down a hill. Like, uh, like it, nothing about that is immediately engaging in terms of like a big <laughs> fantasy quest where you save the princess, but it's what they chose to do. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So a great first question there. Uh, thanks James. I had to get it in. Obviously I, I knew that was going to set off some kind of chain watching. reaction and, uh, uh, fantastic <laughs> stuff did not disappoint. Uh, another question coming in from, uh, Terry, uh, which is, uh, what is one thing that makes you feel better? No matter how bad or low uh, you are, it always helps. Uh, theirs is uh, the uh, Pirates of the uh, Caribbean movies. Caribbean? Caribbean? Which way do you guys go? Uh, um, Caribbean. Caribbean? Are you a Caribbean Car- guy there, Bruno? Caribbean, probably. I think that's that's where I go. That's where I lean in with that, I think. I He's, I off the show. Correct. He's off the show. <laughs> <laughs> he played the right sound. <laughs> There you go. Yes, he That's did. Right. He's yeah. got to do a little. Yo, play the anyway. Fortnite one again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, play that. It's very intense. That's what I've been doing in Tears of the Kingdom, just like making, <laughs> making, ships. making, making stuff, and then that sailing off into the sea or and, the sky. until your glider explodes. <laughs> exactly. It's like Captain Jack, like stepping off of the uh, the uh, the mast of it as it's sinking into the uh, right. into the sea. Um, I wish you could be that smooth. I, I'm pretty sure you can be that smooth in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Man. So the question is, of course, what uh, what what's one thing, and it could be anything, not just gaming, that that always makes you feel better. For me, it's usually TV. Like I've got a couple. Like I don't think mm, a lot of people yeah. have these, like the comfort shows, where oh, like yeah. if I want to just like put something on yep. and just like feel like a it's like, it's like a security blanket. Like I'll put on like an episode of The Office or uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or there's a lot of Game Grumps episodes that I just love when they're playing very specific games because of their reactions to it um, mm. that I have just like a sta- like a standby uh, stable of uh, mostly shows, though. Usually it's not games. Yeah. Like Games will always yeah. make me uh, any game will, will cheer me up. But typically I, I stream so much that that's not my uh, my go to anymore. What about what about you, John? For me, I was gonna, I was gonna be like, do I want to go like really real, or do I want to say something like that too? Because I'm just like, uh, the undying love of my friends and family that always makes me feel good. <laughs> but, hey, that's yeah. wholesome. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Or QTB, yeah. right? If you maybe it's coming to QTB and taking some time off your week and you know chatting with us, mm-hmm. Ch- chatting with you guys, reading some nice articles, writing some good articles. You know the whole. That's scene. true. Yeah. Podcasters <laughs> United there on the blog. Yeah, you just wrote an article about uh, about your favorite uh, Neo Geo games, right? That's that's a deep cut. Not a lot of people uh, have a lot of knowledge about that uh, that arcade I, uh, franchise. I say the freaking the Neo Geo, like just to kind of tell you what type of nerd I was when I was a little kid, like an 11, 10 year old kid. I'm asking my parents, like, like, what do you want for Christmas? Like, I want Santa to bring me a Neo Geo AES with these games. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, Santa's not doing that. <laughs> Santa's not doing that. Santa's not going to spend $800, right? Yeah. That's the no. equivalent today or whatever it was. <laughs> you think we love you that much? Come on. <laughs> it was a tough sell. I mean, it, it was. was. I mean, if there's nothing yeah. else like it on the market. Like, there was that weird time in the 90s where everybody was trying to rush uh, arcade or uh, close as close to arcade perfect as you could get. I mean, you, you can even go deeper than the Neo Geo, uh, what they did with the, with their home console. There was the, uh, the Capcom system. It was only in Japan. But they released essentially wow. this big like arcade board that was a home console and you could and it was it was massively expensive. And then you could buy individual games that were effectively the actual game boards 
um, that you just jammed in there, but they were like hundreds and hundreds of dollars per game. I remember, I remember actually being in a used game store back in my hometown and seeing those like really bright plastic CPS like cartridges. I remember yeah, seeing yep. those. Mm-hmm, I have yep. no idea who traded that in, but you must have been desperate for money. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> that's yeah. I'm sure they wanted to hang on to that. But that's that's the Rolls Royce of, uh, well, of collector's items. Thank yeah. God for uh, emulators because I, I can play uh, Neo Geo <laughs> on there. I got it right there, there with a bunch of uh, a bunch of different um uh games i think it's every game from the from the neo geo era on there mm-hmm. um, so, which hey is pretty you awesome. should play the tens yeah. I, the 10 i recommended play some baseball stars oh, too it's a lot of fun. there you go Ooh, that is a perfect mm-hmm. thing because i don't usually dive into that specific category of gaming but nick i'm with you you know i i have comfort shows i go through a series of shows that I watch all the time in order to like when I'm sick, if I'm just feeling bad. And usually it's some 90s sitcom like you for me. It's smart guys. I am yeah. royalty checks to those those guys like you wouldn't see. Like I'm literally the only person who's watching this show day in, day out. And they're like, we can't take it off of Disney Plus. That one guy over in Oregon <laughs> would get the hell of it. Yeah. Yeah. We can't do that. Smart guy. That's what I'm talking about. If you haven't gotten to Disney Plus, great series. Love Smart Guy. Um, yeah, that is that is my go-to. I mean, of course, I like Boy Meets World and and you know Friends, but for me, it's definitely got to be a comfort show. Um, and my wife knows uh, because she's seen smart guy there's only like a couple seasons like three seasons so she's seen them all like a hundred times like me (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm very tempted after hearing that it that dope intro song i'm very tempted to go and look up like youtube videos of homeboys in outer space (laughs) oh nice yes we've all all got our thing i love it we do (laughs) yeah Okay. All right. And last question uh, for our mailbag for today uh, actually comes from uh, Chris from One Hour One Decision asking, why do people like Tears of the Kingdom but hate Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts? Uh, okay. So listen, here's here's the thing. You're, 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 uh, if, if you are salty about nuts and bolts Quality and why it failed, you don't understand, like, I, I understand the, the, the logic. It's, it's kind of a funny question, right? Here's the thing about nuts and bolts is that uh, both me and my wife are both salty about that game because we are huge Banjo-Kazooie fans. We we got so excited when he got announced, when they got announced for Smash. And when you went from Banjo-1 to Banjo-Tooie, which was a little more ambitious, right? And they had a couple GBA games here and there. But that's, a, that's a word for out, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to come out with Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, a game that literally pokes fun at the collectathon style and opens up with that with that whole parody section. Where it's like, oh, we got to go collect things, but then like a thing pops up. It's like, oh no, no, we we can't do this. Uh, the, the people don't play collectathon games anymore. That's not what people they just want to shoot stuff, <laughs> right? And so they're like, oh, we have to make a whole new game, and that's the whole premise of Nuts and Bolts. And I think people realize that Nuts and Bolts was not actually intended to be a Banjo Kazooie game. It was a different game that just got the Banjo Kazooie license slapped onto it. Um, and you can see in the way that the game was made that there's just whole section. It was an incomplete game. It wasn't a very fun game, um, but I, you know, I I I think that the difference is that with with this game, it's it's an a huge game. You you could take away the building mechanics, 
of uh, Tears of the Kingdom and still have a AAA highly reviewed game, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it, it's that it's that stuff that adds the virality to it of oh, look at this crazy thing that I've created, right? Those are oh, the yeah. clips that you always see. It's not yep. the combat. Um, it's always look at this wacky vehicle that I've made. Yep. Um, and that's and what's so, going to yeah. drive content for the next six years. It will, right? Because we're still I we I was still looking up fresh content for Breath of the Wild, right? And and, and you know weeks before. Uh, the release of tears of the kingdom. And I, I can guarantee you we're going to see those types of things for, for years to come on how to manipulate this game. And I think that's one of the things that when a game gives you great, uh, great mechanics from the start, you, you can build on that in different ways. And, and uh, tears of the kingdom is the perfect example, right? We've already got a great map. It's the, it's a great size. Let's add in a couple over overworld stuff and a huge underworld uh, section, and let's change up the mechanics and the and that that might affect the gameplay. And you know, um, the director of uh, Zelda has already said that he wants to not only pursue a, a, a movie right after the success of Super Mario Brothers movie, but he, he's already looking for the next Zelda game, right? He's already looking at that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a game that has been built for years, right? And it wasn't just something where a developer like rare was trying anything they could. And believe me, they got away with a lot of stuff in the nineties conquers bad fur day, would never be made today ever yeah. it could never be made today i mean there was mm -hmm. a giant poop monster that yeah. you had and he sang a little song about flinging his poo he at did. you it was like lovely yeah i mean it was literally like what happens when you give 12 year olds the keys to a to a video game yeah franchise mm -hmm. and say go nuts do whatever do you it. want like yeah you know <laughs> what do you think john are you are you pro uh pro nuts and bolts I, I think it's funny because I think Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts and disparity between Tears of the Kingdom kind of sums up every talking point we've had this entire episode where you look at things like, oh, they developed like a Banjo racing game that didn't come out. They made this car system that didn't work out. So we put it into this thing and so we pulled it into this thing. And then nuts and bolts becomes this weird amalgamation of all these half-baked ideas that goes into a half-baked game. And then we talk about like what makes players engaged. And I brought that up with like with JRPGs from James's question. It's just like, What's the engagement of Banjo Kazooie? Collecting things, doing platforming, fighting bad guys, discovering secrets, and finding and getting prizes for it. Not you know building a car and going to like you know hey now use your car to do this thing. It's yeah. what is engaging about it, what's fun about it, and just double down on that stuff instead. So I just find that so compelling that these these all these <laughs> questions kind of came together in a very right. just full circle homogenous I love bit it. here. I like it. So, you know, it's, it's like saying, why do we, why do we want the, uh, why do, why, why do people not like, uh, why do people like the, the, the new Super Mario Brothers movie, but they didn't like the original? It's like, have you seen both? Did you see the original? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's good. They massacred <laughs> my boy. No, the first act of that movie is great. And then when they go to Dino Land, it goes crazy. Like if yeah, you right. made a movie that was just like the first act of that movie, Yes, I, I just what, what was that Tarantino movie <laughs> yeah. where like the the movie started with George Clooney was like Dawn of Darkness or something like that from Dust Till like, Dawn. Uh, no, from um, Dust Till Dawn, yes. yeah. That's that's exactly Super Mario Brother. Like it, it started off normal and then they like took a hard left turn into Crazyville. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, you know, this is what happens when Bowser does crack and then mm-hmm. gives the Koopa, gets the Koopalings <laughs> hooked on meth. Congratulations, your childhood's now ruined. <laughs> All right, well. And the new Mario making... movie somehow saves it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Redeemed. Um, all right. Well, speaking of hard left terms, it is not turns rather. Uh, it is time for our next segment. Of course, our our Sonic or Keanu segment. It was one of our most popular in a very long time. People said we got to have more of this. Yeah, but we're going to have neither Sonic nor Keanu. I'm very t- uh, sad to say. Listen, guys, it's time for a little showdown, a little segment that we like to call this versus that. OK, now here's how this is going to work. All right. So. One of them is a uh, is is the hero of Hyrule who uses gauntlets to lift rocks. The other one uh, is a band that goes through gauntlets of performing rock. Today, I am going to give you a quote, and you are going to tell me if it comes from Link or from Blink-182. That's right. It's Link or Blink. All right. Ooh. You're going to have five questions each. I'm going to call your name and then give you a quote. You let me know if it's Link or Blink. All right. Here we exactly. go. Link, Good Link famously doesn't talk, so Correct. I'm not sure it's... how we're... <laughs> Wait for it. Well, he did Here we talk go. once. <laughs> he talked, yeah. Well, we don't, we don't, well a couple what? times. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. All right. And here well, excuse we... Excuse me. Here we excuse go. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> don't spoil it. All right. Start the clock. Here we go. John, yut, blink or blink? Uh, wait, what? What was the word? <laughs> you know, I want to say Blink, but no, I think that's Link. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Bruno, yes. what's my age again? Uh, Blink. Blink. That is correct. <laughs> All right, John, I'm a little bit shy, a bit strange, and a little bit manic. I could totally hear Link saying that. I'm going to say Blink. <laughs> Very good. Bruno. Yeah. Mmm, I hear that quite a bit every time I slip and then try and jump up on a mountain. That's got to be Link. Correct. Uh, John, na 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 I don't think that's either. Uh, Blink. Uh, Bruno, here's a softball. Well, excuse me, princess. Oh my gosh, the best, the best line ever from Link in the cartoon series. That is correct. Oh boy, John. Ah! I could be Tom DeLonge falling off stage for all I know. Oh my god. Uh, no, I think it's Link. <laughs> Going down a roller coaster? I love it. Yeah. Oh, Bruno, work sucks, I know. Oh, that's that's Blink. 100%. All right. Uh, John, say it ain't so. Sounds like Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> Not the answer. Link or Blink? Uh, Blink, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and Bruno, final question. I won. Um, I don't know. Was it, uh, is it Link? It is Link. That is correct. <laughs> At the end yes. of uh, Wand of Gamelon. That's right. Um, I just oh saved you gosh. from Ganon. <laughs> I won. <laughs> God, I just want to. I just want to bust out lines. I'm sorry. I'm just like this is. Uh, luckily, I brought my smart sword. It won't hurt anyone friendly. In fact, it makes them talk. Check it out. <laughs> Cut the guy's head off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Oh, congratulations! It's a tie. Wow. I, who who could have seen that coming? Link or blink? You both are. Uh, you both are our champions. There you go. Yeah, give him a little. Give him a little. Little cha cha cha. Gerudo yeah. Valley. That's great. Hell yeah. 
Well, hey, we're all winners here at QTB. Uh, as always, guys, make sure that you check out our website, quitthebuilt.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things QTB. And, of course, over there at the uh, the Podcasters United uh, blog there, we have articles from people from QTB and, of course, our amazing partnership with Podcasters United, John Yu, James, and the whole crew. Putting out some really high-quality articles this month is all about uh, uh, top 10 lists, top, top X depending on who uh, uh, who is writing the article. So we uh, check out your, uh, of course, your Neo Geo Top 10 and uh, many others uh, from our friends over at, uh, at Podcast Regina. Thanks so much for uh, for doing that. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely a pleasure. Yeah. And, uh, of course, check out uh, your podcast, uh, Games with uh, John and James. Of course, uh, James has plugged that already many a time. I'm a big fan of the show. I love the episode on snow levels. I don't know what it is about snow levels. I just like them. I just yeah, like the but- snow. They're yeah. cozy. I mean, Scott Pilgrim made, mm-hmm. like, the best one, and then everybody else has to live up to that now. <laughs> and they did it for stage one, which no one does. No one does. Yeah, it's always, exactly. like, stage four or five. They said, well, it's Canada. Here you go. It's another winter. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Anna Monaguchi, do your thing. Hey! It's yeah. just fun to say. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I met them at a bar in Portland in, like, 2014, and they were solid dudes. Oh, of course it was, of course it was Portland. That's where yeah. I'm at. Hey. Hey, there you go. Good stuff. All right. Uh, but yeah, check out our website. Check out all the cool stuff we have going on over there. And of course, you can follow us across socials, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Just search for Quit the Build. Um, and I, I would say check out our my podcast. But why would I say that? You're listening to it. Yeah, Are really about hey. to plug our own podcast on our podcast? That's, hey, that's too meta. If you haven't listened to our other episodes of the podcast, then there are some real gems on there. We have several. Mm-hmm. We have. Yeah. We There are things on there. Just don't go back to the first five. Don't go back (laughs) to the first five. Look, there's a gaming backlog. There's a pod backlog. The pod log. It's it's, it's a thing. (laughs) The pod log. Sounds like an infomercial product. It's like a story. Have you had your your log potted today? No. 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 You should. You should. Well... That's the dramatic reenactment. Is that the wrap it up noise for me? Am I I too hammy? (laughs) Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Time. Um, no, uh, that was an amazing, uh, amazing episode. Thanks so much there, John, for, uh, for joining us for it. And Bruno, why don't you uh, take us on out of here? Uh, and then we'll, we'll do the thing that John doesn't know that we do. We'll see if he figures it out. Oh, well, I'm going to play the Cousin Skeeter theme song because it was actually based on a, uh, a real song called Stilo by 702 featuring Missy Elliott. And... It's been awesome. That's not the right one. That's our. That's, that's, that's all another that. one. There it is. Yeah. For Nick and John, I'm Bruno. For Bruno and John, I'm Nick. John. Hi. <laughs> See you next time. Don't forget to quit yeah. the bill. <laughs> that's good. We'll take it. You. Quit the bill.